the story of my own life and any of our lives really is a story that we all hold near and dear to our hearts and we don't always have the chance to actually share that part of ourselves. I know that it's important to channel your own voice and find your voice. And through podcasting, I like to share my platform with others. Hey y'all, it's Parker with Upbeat on for another episode today with Katrina Furman. And I was going to ask you, how do you say your last name? Just Furman, actually. <laughs> so you were close. Katrina Furman, um, how are you doing? Thanks for hopping on the call with me. Yeah, I'm great, Parker. Thanks so much for having me on Upbeat. It sounds like uh, you're getting back in the weeds of doing podcasting. So this is great. Happy to be here. Yes. Love it. And just to catch the listeners up, you know, we met at PodFest in Orlando. Mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to kind of go over that a little bit. Not that this is a plug for PodFest, but more just like, you know, what were you going there kind of in search of? And did that end up going well for you? I had been invited to Healthcare Amplified Summit. It was Thursday event all day, kind of ahead of PodFest itself, and then wound up getting a ticket through them for free to go to PodFest. Wasn't really sure what to expect, had never heard of PodFest before, wasn't familiar with the founders, and obviously it's been going on for 10 years. So when I was there immersed in the crowd, it seemed that everyone was very familiar with PodFest and I was kind of on the outside, so to speak. Um, and I had to temper my, um, I don't know, energy levels because a three-day conference can really take a lot out of you because it's, you know, from start to finish. And I have a full-time job outside of that too. So trying to answer emails while being present during the sessions was quite the feat. Um, but to answer your question, in my day job and in my personal hobby world, I do enjoy this, uh, mode of podcasting. So being at PodFest was very helpful and learning just a lot of things that work for a lot of different podcasters out there and uh, finding ways to kind of incorporate those ideas into my own strategy, whether it's personal or for work. So yeah, I thought it was a very beneficial conference to be at. And then when we met, it was actually the final night and I caught you on stage beatboxing. And so when you were doing your rounds afterwards, I was like, oh, hey, I just saw you on stage. So it was just great to, you know, continue meeting people all throughout the conference, even to that last, you know, half hour of the, of the three-day event. Right. Yeah. That's the three-day conference takes a lot out of you, but I think, and th this was my first one too. And oh, cool. I didn't know really any, I was actually going for the dental pod fest part because my, I was with my mom and she's in dentistry and there's this whole oh, other side story. That. But, um, and then, yeah, I loved meeting you and I forget the guy's name. I have his card, but the guy you were standing by too. Yes, him on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it's overwhelming. It's just cool though, to know in that kind of space, how seamlessly people are kind of brought into the family though, a little bit. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and I think that's maybe why you're, you and I are drawn to podcasting is, um, the authentic part of it and the humanized part of it. And it's just a better way of, you know, creating content these days. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just to your point about content, you can repurpose, you know, a 30 minute episode in so many different ways that for people who may not know what to publish or how to maintain a steady flow of publishing posts on different platforms, having a podcast really d takes a lot of the guesswork out for sure. Absolutely. Well, cool. And just to, again, catch the listeners up, I'm going to ask kind of a broad question. It's not, it's not the most specific question in all the world, but I think it's important when we do podcasts 
for the people on the listening end to have more of an idea of who they're hearing from, especially since this isn't a podcast with A-list celebrities, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm, I wanted to ask you about your story a little bit, just if you could give a brief, you know, one to two or three minute intro of like what it is you do and um, your story getting to where you are now. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I'll try to narrow it down to two minutes. Um, <laughs> but because <laughs> it's so funny, depending on what audience you're speaking to, your answer changes very drastically when answering that question, you know, tell me about yourself. Um, but from a high level, I'm from Jersey outside New York, I now live in Florida, I went to Catholic schools growing up, and then, um, you know, kind of moved away from the faith in my early 20s. And started diving into business and sales and now marketing and events um, and a lot of strategy throughout all of that. And I think the evolution of our lives as human beings is very fascinating. Um, and not to you know give a plug to my own podcast, but it's called Becoming You. And I actually walk my guests through their own story, exactly like the question you just asked me, Parker. Like, hey, tell me, you know, what happened in your life to get you to where you are today? Um, and then I take it a step further to figure out like. Who do they think they'll be in the future too? And it's something that as I, you know, have these types of chats with people, I kind of introspectively think about my own story and I'm like, okay, how did I get here? You know, and was this part of the plan? When people ask you, what's your five-year plan? That always was such a canned question that you had to have a response to. And when I think about my life, I didn't plan out the last five years and I have no idea what the next five are actually going to hold. So I think that there's better ways to ask that question and to think about your own life and how you are evolving through it. But yeah, I have a lot of different work experiences and school experiences to dive into. So that's just a little bit about me. Awesome. Cool. Thanks for sharing. And yeah, definitely feel free to share about the podcast. It's actually one thing I was going to ask you about, you know, the Becoming You podcast what prompted that? And was that something you were, I guess, excited to learn about more about with PodFest too? So with PodFest, I wasn't thinking about my own podcast too much because I really wanted to, especially starting off with Healthcare Amplified, the company I work with is a nonprofit healthcare company. And so I wanted to approach PodFest from a work perspective. But of course, there's just ways that naturally it's going to integrate with what I do for hobby, you know, outside of work, mm -hmm. which is the Becoming You podcast. Um, and I came up with that idea in the fall, but I had come up with a podcast idea four years ago now called Winning Wednesday. And with that show, I had 60 episodes and it ran its course and it helped actually with my career. I wound up moving out of um, a sales role into a project management role and then into marketing, podcasting and events. And I really attribute a lot of that to my brand on LinkedIn and to creating a podcast and just getting your voice out there. For me, and you kind of touched on this at the beginning, when we're podcasting, it's just two people having a conversation for anyone else to listen to. And I think it takes out a lot of these barriers to entry that we have in the world um, today and just in the past too, especially. So the fact that technology is caught up in this way and it allows us to break down a lot of these walls, I think goes such a long way in not only building your brand, but getting to know people and connecting authentically as well. Fast forward to a few months ago, um, I was in between jobs at the time. And I think the story of my own life and any of our lives really is a story that we all hold near and dear to our hearts. And we don't always have the chance to actually share 
that part of ourselves. And of course, if you write a memoir, then you can incorporate your story into it. But a lot of times people don't feel like their stories are heard, that anyone's listening or really cares. And I know that it's important to channel your own voice and find your voice and figure out you know, who you are and how you want to represent yourself. And through podcasting, I like to share my platform with others to help them do the exact same thing. And ultimately, I do hope to write a book about becoming me. But in the meantime, the Becoming You podcast is a chance to have, you know, guests and and friends and, you know, people that I've known through business over the years become part of the conversation and, you know, share who they are and share their story in a way that hopefully resonates with other people. But if nothing else, it just gives them a chance to get in touch with themselves. Awesome. Absolutely love that. And it goes to your, like you said, LinkedIn brand, which you got here on the screen too, I think, if uh, people are watching <laughs> yeah. and not listening, it says connector clean. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I came up with that kind of catchphrase or, you know, namesake January 2020. So this is a few months before the pandemic, but I was really trying to craft my brand um, in such a noisy environment. Corporate sales can be very competitive. And when you're selling into a C-suite and you're targeting IT folks who, you know, they're name and information is everywhere on the internet. So they're constantly getting bombarded. You want to find a way to, um, I was going to say identify yourself, but really like like you're trying to, yeah, setting yourself apart, you know, and standing out. Um, And for me, my name, Katrina has ironically or unironically been complicated for people to remember, to say over the years, especially when I was younger, I was called all different things, Christina, Caitlin, you know, whatever. Then the hurricane hit. So it was a little bit easier for people to remember my name, but maybe not, you know, with the best connotation. So um, when I was thinking about all of this, I was like, okay, what can I come up with? That's kind of like a one name thing, hard case sounds, you know, six degrees of separation connectedness has always been part of what, how I approach networking and what I enjoy about networking. And then the queen aspect, you know, just goes to honestly, like my gender and how I identify. So I just brought those two together, came up with Connector Queen. It hadn't really been taken yet. (laughs) And I run with it and it's really been sticky. And I think in sales, business, networking, you want to be memorable. It's your responsibility for other people to remember you. It's not their responsibility to remember you. So it was important to me to come up with something that would be memorable. Awesome. Well, definitely is. Um, I actually... So I was, we connected on LinkedIn and I was trying to do some digging before the episode and <laughs> there's just connector queen everywhere. I'm like, Hey, that's, you know, that's working, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and then I was going to say, you know, with all of this, because when you go into college or something, you can go a lot of directions. There's music, there's nursing, there's, you know, chiropractic, there's marketing. What I guess compelled you initially in your life to kind of go more of a, a marketing and branding and sales kind of direction and do you feel like you're being pulled that way because you're passionate about it or right. something something in there yeah that's such a great question in college i studied psychology and sociology and i did try to give social work a chance after college and it just was not in the cards for me for a number of reasons um but that's a whole nother story so to your point Business came naturally to me. And then as did, you know, the sales aspect, the marketing, the events, the podcasting, people saw me doing well at these things and then decided, hey, you can fit into my story or what I am responsible for, right? So then um, whether it was my leader, director, whoever, 
different, you know, different influences in your, in your career can kind of impact the trajectory that your career is on. And for me, that's exactly what happened. I was creating a personal brand on the side outside of work while trying to be a successful project manager at work. And I felt that, oh, now I'm a PMP. I'm going to be really respected and I've moved away from sales. And now, you know, I can show people that I can do something different. And what wound up happening was people saw my podcasting and my LinkedIn brand and they were like, wait, I want you to do that for our company now. And so they just moved me, you know, out of my project management role into the marketing space. And I didn't have a degree in marketing. At the time I was told I would really never get ahead in marketing because I didn't have a college degree in marketing. And then my boss at the time too actually told me I would have to stay in role for four years before I could actually get promoted, which of course, yeah, someone like me, super ambitious, never had at that point stayed in a role longer than maybe a year and a half, two years. Like I'm constantly moving, growing and figuring out how can I get ahead and how can I give back to the team and, you know, pass on my knowledge or whatever it is, or just learn something new. Um, that was very hard to hear. And it kind of stunted my ambition and my optimism for the world of business, made me a little jaded in a new way. Um, that wasn't the end of my story by any means, but that was the very beginning of my experience in the marketing world. And I know a lot of people can relate to that because marketing can be, um, it can just have different reputations depending on the team and what their expectations are. And I would even say um, maybe the caliber or, you know, where they came from, like how hard was it to get, how hard was it for them to get where they are? Because chances are they're going to want to hold you to that same standard and those same sets of expectations, which I definitely understand. However, I would also hope that we can empower people to not have to go through all those things just because it was difficult for us at the time. Yeah, absolutely. It's just the field in general is kind of overwhelming. And, you know, a lot of the listeners of this podcast, they're kind of the solopreneurs and people that are maybe not part of like an actual team. But when you Google or YouTube help, you just get inundated by tons of information and you have no idea like what actually is going to work best for you and your situation. So overall, it's just it can be really overwhelming. Oh, yeah, definitely. I started leaning on that team aspect a lot more when I moved out of sales. I had been in sales for six or seven years and it was very much individualistic based. I wrote my own paycheck is what we were told all the time, right? Like your level of effort directly yields your commission or, you know, how much money you're going to take home. And when you move into a team-based environment where there are other people involved in a project and the project has to go through them to get completed, you realize very quickly that it's not just on your shoulders, but you also can't get anything done without involving everyone. So now it doesn't matter as much how successful you are individually, you have to find success as a team. So for anyone listening who's solopreneur, entrepreneur, there's still an aspect of that because you're working with your client. So you are now the team with your client, you know, and you're trying to overcome um, any obstacles through that capturing their vision and their inspiration while also imparting your wisdom into the process. Absolutely. Yeah. And then kind of being at war with yourself, even if you look, (laughs) if you're you're kind of looking internally, like your habits versus what you should be doing and just that kind of war internally. Oh yeah. And uh, just to call this out because it's been top of mind for me lately, you had said, you know, this internal war and what you should be doing. And I'm just, actively trying to replace that word should with could, what could I be doing, you know, instead of thinking about what I should be doing. 
Yeah, that helps with like the self-talk. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Again, the listeners of this podcast, I think a lot of them listen in for motivation. And so has there been a time in your life that's been challenging that like you overcame? I mean, all of us have challenging times that we overcome, but what kind of motivates you to keep going, to stay up, to to be on the path? Um, and then I have kind of a part two to that question, but I want to see first where you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll take the part one <laughs> and then, you know, have trust in the part two. Um, yeah. And I think that's a perfect example of how life is, right? Why do we continue forward when we have so many blind spots and unknowns, you know, that are ahead of us? And I think it's just because what else am I going to do? <laughs> you know, am I going yeah. to sit on my couch and just be miserable because something bad happened? Uh, maybe I'll give myself, you know, five minutes to work through that or an hour, you know, and these and these time constraints are just subjective. But the point is, as you mentioned, Parker, we all go through challenging times in life and not everything is going to go according to our plan or what we think we need or what we think we want. And taking a step back to get in touch with myself, to listen to my intuition, to figure out how can the universe come in and help me out? How can my network help me out? Those things, giving that basically breathing room has been the secret sauce that I use to get ahead in life and to keep moving forward. And that's really what makes it worthwhile for me because I really don't know what the future is going to hold, but I just want to trust in the process and trust in myself as well, because we're all unique individuals. We can listen to everyone around us, but if we don't listen to ourselves there's a huge loss to humanity, I would say, because no one else is us, right? And I know we hear that all the time, but there's so much depth to that reality. I like that a lot. Uh, it kind of reminded me actually of one of my first podcast episodes ever. And this is how much it resonated with me. Mm -hmm. And hopefully I'm not wrong on this because I was about to show off. <laughs> but, you know, I'm pretty sure it's episode 18. And oh, wow. Knowing the, the numbers, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like 200 something now that we're at. And um, a friend of mine in college, his name is Bruce. And he said that the number one most wasted resource on planet Earth is human potential. Wow. And Ooh. he was talking <laughs> about how like, you know, what we do and what we offer as individuals mm -hmm. is of service to other people. And if you're not here and if you're not offering that, then it's kind of, you're a dis, you're, you're being a disservice, I guess, to everyone else that you could be helping. Yeah. Which is a deep way to look at, it. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and I love deep thinking. Anyone that knows me knows that, <laughs> but I'm trying to stay in my lane this year and try to find some middle ground um, nice. where I don't go too shallow and too deep. I keep calling them middle questions, but it's like any type of middle conversation, you know, <laughs> just to balance yeah. it out. Yeah. Well, and then to kind of segue into part two of what I was okay. setting up for, um, I think you're a good person to ask like about work-life balance. Um, a, a lot of the people that come on the show are like entrepreneurs and they don't work in like a business setting with a team. You know, you work in a job and then you have your stuff that you're pursuing on the outside. Right. Um, a lot of people, I think they work a normal job and they feel like they're stuck and can't do anything. So I just feel like um, asking about work-life balance and what maybe suggestions you'd have for people. Yeah. And it's a great question. And the answer has changed over the years for me. 
for the last 10 years easily, I would say I've been building my brand on LinkedIn in different capacities and for different reasons over time. The level of support that I'm receiving now is extremely different to um, different times in my career. And what I would just say to anyone listening, if you if it's important to you to build your brand, make sure you have a good relationship with your lead with your leadership because they're they can make or break your success on a platform like LinkedIn or anywhere else. Um, what I've come to realize is that depending on how you tell your story and whether you know you have a good rapport with your boss or whoever it is that may have influence over your ability to do these types of things, it's it's very important that they don't feel or or that no one perceives that you're distracted from work and you're not getting your job done. And I say that with all the love in the world. I know our creativity wants to seep into every aspect of life. Um, and we have a lot of FOMO. We don't want to miss out on the comment section, whatever it is. We want to nurture, nurture the algorithm. But your paycheck, wherever that's coming from, that's supporting your hobby, which for me, it's podcasting or it's you know creating content on LinkedIn and things like that. And without the support of my leaders, I wouldn't be able to be as outspoken on LinkedIn or YouTube as I am in this current moment um, in life right now. And like I said, it hasn't always been the case. I've gone through um, other bosses where I did have to really kind of watch what I was putting out there and make sure that um, I wasn't spending too much time building my brand, which wound up stifling me tremendously. Um, And it wasn't a great work environment for me at the time. And what I would say to anyone who's in that situation who really wants to kind of expand their brand or, you know, have this work-life balance where whatever life looks like to you and you're not really getting support from your leadership, either try to have that one-on-one conversation with them. Like, Hey, these are the things I need to do. I need to run these errands, go to the gym at this time. I need to take care of my kids. Like whatever those big rocks are in your life to create a sense of work-life balance, speak to your leader about it and get a pulse check. Are they supporting you or aren't they? And if they're not supporting you, you may want to take a step back and find out, you know, for yourself, what would be a better fit. And I focus so much on culture fit in the workplace because it's irreplaceable um, when it's very good like that. You know what I mean? It's, It's just one of these things that's so valuable. And if you don't have it, you will feel it, but you may not realize that it's out there if you don't take the time to try to find it. Awesome. Well, really appreciate that. Um, kind of wrapping up here, I want to ask you, you know, to plug your podcast and also share maybe some, uh, you know, hopes or goals or intentions you have moving forward, um, what you're hoping to achieve in 2024, I guess. Cool. Yeah. 2024. So I am in a new role, um, three months in now, and I'm just trying to hit the ground running there as much as possible. We're like I mentioned to you, I think offline at this point, Um, (laughs) I'm responsible for our events and our uh, podcasting strategies. So events are on-site conferences, trade shows, keynote events, anything like that. And then virtual events as well, where you might have recurring webinars with um, live Q and A or, you know, anything like that. And then our podcast strategy, how can we take, the communication and the knowledge in the healthcare space and disseminate it across, you know, avid listeners to 
want to learn and grow um, by association with our company. So that's really what my focus is for this year. Normally, I do like to travel a lot, but I'm just trying to get my bearings. Um, Being new to Florida, being new to the nonprofit space, being new to the healthcare industry. I would say if I can get those things in order, it would feel like a success this year. But honestly, I already feel that 2024 has started off so strong and I'm just so excited to be in an even numbered year. <laughs> they usually do the trick for me. Um, I know yeah. 2020 was even number, but we can skip over that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there anything I skipped over that you want to make sure you mention on the podcast? Um, the only thing that I had written down in my notes was just doing the next right thing. And I would say that that's my mantra right now. We don't know what the future is going to hold. And if you check in with yourself, then at least, you know, for yourself, what that next right thing looks like. So I hope anyone listening, I hope that that helps you. And thank you so much for listening. And Parker, thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. We'll go ahead and, uh, close things off. I I appreciate you being on the show and uh, I typically close with a beatbox and cut it into to a clip for you that you can share or not, whatever you want to do with it. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to repurpose it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Katrina. Connector to Connector Queen. I love that. That was so good. Thank you so much. And hey, thanks for being on Upbeat.